Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Word Pictures with Meredith podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to spend it with me. As always, I hope that you have your favorite drink in hand. I know I've got my ice water sitting right here next to me. I'll probably grab a sweet tea a little bit later. So welcome to episode 20 of the podcast. This is so exciting for me. I have a little bit of a story that I'd like to share with you as to why the number 20 is significant to me. I remember when I first started my podcast, I have always been a fan of other podcasts. It's just something that I love to listen to when I'm running or just around the house or doing other things. There's just something so personal about the fact that the voices on those podcasts are just right there in your ears because most people are listening to them with some sort of a earbud of some sort. So it's just that personal, close relationship that you have with your listeners. And I remember when God called me to begin this podcast, I was scared to death. I didn't know anything about technology I didn't know what you would even need to do to get a podcast started, let alone the fact that he was calling me to share some vulnerable things in my story and the fact that he was calling me to invite other people in to share their stories. It was really kind of a scary thing for me, and I tell you what, it has been nothing but joy in my life. The fact that People trust me with their story, and they are willing to be vulnerable and share some of the highs and lows in their lives to share the way that Jesus has been so faithful and so kind throughout their journey. And then I have the honor and the pleasure of sharing that with you. That is a gift that I do not take for granted. So one of the things I remember listening to on a previous podcast that um, I had listened to for quite a while, they were talking about podcasts getting started and what that looked like for people. And I remember this gentleman saying that most people that start a podcast don't make it past 20 episodes. Something about that just stuck with me. And I was kind of like, all right, Lord, (laughs) you called me to this. We are going to make it past 20 episodes. It was something that I just kind of set my eyes on, and I just knew that I could not quit before I got to at least 20 episodes. So here we are. We are on episode number 20. So what does that mean? What does that mean for us? Well, I'm very excited. I'm very excited that I get to share tidbits of these stories that were part of our previous episodes. And that means that this is the end of this season for Word Pictures with Meredith. I thought it was so significant in the fact that here we are at episode 20 that I wanted to make each season of my podcast 20 episodes. So we have a new season that will be coming up in a few weeks. It's going to be pretty much the same format, but I am going to have some really 
fun new cover art to be able to share with you to, signif to signify the fact that we are in a new season. I have some incredible interviews that I've already been able to take part in that I cannot wait to share with you. But what we're going to do mostly is the same thing that we've been doing. We're just going to keep focusing on God. We're going to keep listening to him. And we're going to keep following what it is that he is calling us to do. Friends, thank you so much for taking this journey with me. It's not been an easy one, but I am so happy and so excited that God has trusted me to be able to share these stories with you. So enjoy what it is that you're doing, whether that is out running, working in the yard, getting things taken care of around the house, or maybe you're on the road. Just enjoy these little tidbits of the stories from our past guests, and I will look forward to seeing you next time on season two as we start another journey together. I mean, that was one of the most painful things I've ever walked through, not only because the loss was so unbelievably um, devastating, but because there were a lot of things about um, how it played out and how doctors handled it and just all of it mm, that were yeah. very traumatic um, yeah. and unfortunate. And um, so that sent me, after all that kind of, year of healing and recovering and, you know, kind of grieving everything we had gone through and recovering from that and pulling myself out and, um, and, you know, focusing on my faith and, you know, all of that. Um, it, it kind of sent me nosediving back into yeah. a deep pit of grief. Um, yeah. and, um, and I stayed there for a while. I mean, it was, I would say we're, we're a year already a year and like, which is hard to believe, a year and a half um, out from that now. Mm -hmm. And I would say I'm just now feeling, um, I mean, and of course, I don't think you ever get over um, something like that, but I'm just now feeling like it isn't something that hits me every single day, you know, um, the loss of that. Um, so, <laughs> And so in the midst of that just devastating grief and loss and confusion where was God in all of this where where did you see or not see him in this year of just unimaginable grief yeah um I, I it's a hard question to answer you know and it might not be one that I um fully can you know yeah. answer and okay. until and okay. later but, um, it, I mean, you know, I, I did see him in pieces of it. You know, I, I didn't, I was angry. I was yeah. so angry yeah. at God. I mean, um, for those weeks following that loss, um, and what we had to walk through in the loss as well, um, I, I had a lot of angry conversations with God, yeah. like 
to the point of even probably saying, I don't believe in you anymore um, because I was so mad. Because, you know, even though I know that things like this aren't something that he causes, um, I know, I also know, I mean, he's sovereign over everything. um, And so there's that piece of me that just goes, but how could you allow it? You know, like there's nothing that happens that, you know, in some way isn't like allowed by him if he's in control of of everything. And so, you know, um, I know that he doesn't bring upon those things, but I just thought, why wouldn't you prevent this? Why wouldn't you protect me from this after everything? Um, And so there was a lot of hard stuff to walk through in terms of my faith during the season that followed that. And I do remember one night um, just laying in bed, you know, sobbing um, and, and praying, you know, because despite all of it and despite the fact that I would tell him that I was just angry with him and didn't believe in him anymore and that kind of thing, it's still, he's still the place I went every time, you know, it was still worship music and praying and um even if it was prayers that were angry you know god can handle that um yeah but one night when i was just sobbing and um and kind of saying you know like i don't understand why you would let me hurt this way again um why you would allow me to hurt this way again and all i felt was this again kind of this thought in my head that didn't feel like a thought of my own and all it was was um the hurt you would have felt would have been worse than this. Mm. It was just something as simple as that, that, mm. you know, I, I don't know what, yeah, what anything with the baby that might have been, you know, um, that might've happened at complications that there may have been, you know, um, any kind of, you know, abnormality. I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know if right. something would have happened later in the pregnancy or if they would have born, been born. I don't know. Right. But all I heard was the pain that you would have felt would have been worse than this. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to grasp that as it was his protection in some way, yeah. you know, which is so hard because in faith, you know, we want to believe and we're told even as children, like good things happen to good people and bad oh. things happen to, you know, which is another one of those yeah, things that's thing. just complete rubbish. Yeah. Um, it's not how it works at all, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was that thing I had to grasp onto of like, somehow <laughs> this pain was protection, Yeah. you know, like, which, Somehow him allowing this mm-hmm. to happen, even though I didn't deserve it. And I didn't, you know, all the things we like to say in our minds, right, you know, right. to, to kind of argue, um, even I, yeah, I had to just somehow go, okay, like, I don't understand it. I don't like it. Um, I don't even want to want to trust it, but somehow I have to trust that, that he, him allowing this was somehow protecting me right. in some way. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that is, and now we're, like I said, a year and a half out from that. And, um, you know, this isn't a story where I get to, you know, like you, you and I said before, where I get to wrap it up with a pretty bow and tell everyone who's listening. And it all has worked out completely as I 
hoped and, you know, any of that, I'm still in the midst of it. Um, we are still walking through it. I'm, I'm, you know, still praying through some things with God, um, regarding that specifically, as well as lots of other things we've walked through in the last, um, five years, but through it all continuing, um, Mm -hmm. to trust in his goodness and his faithfulness and knowing that he works all things, all things, um, even the things that we hate, even the things that break our hearts, that he works them all together for our good and for his glory. Had I not been so, um, so grounded with God at that point, you know, and what I think is great is that when I started reading this early in December, really there's life, life is good, you know, and I think that's what's exciting to me coming back around and trying to build a better relationship with God now is because the other times, I mean, I was down and couldn't function, you know, I was going to him out of desperation. Yeah. And this time it wasn't. Yeah. It was just, gosh, I want I want to build that relationship better. I want to be yeah. one-on-one. I want to hear him more. I want to know what he wants for me in my life and yeah. be willing to listen and then also be willing to take the steps to do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I think some might be able to relate that that step is a little bit t- tougher. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> You're listening to it right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's what was so great about going in and pouring into him at a time when really I'm like, life is good. You know, I have, my my boys are great. My boys are healthy. My business is in a a great place. You know, there's so much positive and I'm, and I'm, my energy is up and willing and open. So to be in that space where typically I'd be like, well, this is one of those, I got it, God moments in my life. All's good. Right. Right. And to turn and be like, no, help me, show me. What else mm-hmm. can I do? How how much more can I impact? What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Where can you lead me? And mm-hmm. so to be in that great place um, before we got this information about, you know, the, the financial changes and things that in a different moment, that could have completely yeah, yeah. just put me in a puddle and felt like, how am I even going to figure this out? Right. You know, right. it was significant. And I also knew I'm like, that is so insignificant compared to what, who God is. Yeah. And so that was, it was a very powerful and confident feeling to be in that place Mm -hmm. to know I have A, B, C, D, and E reasons in this world that right now that are kind of crumbling that felt like I should not feel okay right now. Right. And I totally did. I felt more at peace and more okay, and just know, like, you know what? Yeah, so all of that got taken away. But you know what? God is going to create that 10 times more, you know, through my faithfulness and what I'm willing to do, and and it's okay. Yeah. You know, it it yeah. it did not impact me emotionally, mentally, like previous situations mm-hmm. that we've had mm-hmm. and kind of set me back. You know, I'm like, okay, right. game on. Right. You know, yeah, Satan, it, that's just one more thing that you're telling me that, why I shouldn't do this or maybe why I can't do this. I don't believe it. Right. You know, I'm like, here we go. Let's right. go. Let's climb. Yeah, that's awesome. 
isn't it so neat to be able to look back and just see his faithfulness through your journey? And like you were saying, that situation given a number of years ago would have been an emotionally devastating place, but because of the strength that you're drawing from in that closeness in your relationship with God, he's taken you to a new place where, yeah, it's a hit. Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah, it's still not fair, but look where you are in comparison to where you've been. And I just think that's so important to just look back and see how faithful he has been through it all. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. And he certainly has. And I think anybody can, can look back and see that, you know, and it's, it's easier to see, to look back and be like, okay, yep. Thank you, God. Now, now I see in the moment, sometimes you wonder what, Yeah. because you're right. You know, you talk about not fair. Oh my goodness. There's so many things that in the last 10 years that I just felt like Mm -hmm. not fair, not right. Wanted to pout, wanted to feel sorry for myself, you know, it, yeah. Cuz it wasn't right. It wasn't fair. Right. This isn't the way I intended life to be and this is not what I wanted. Yeah. And it's become even better. You know, and that's what I think mm-hmm. is for anyone that's going through anything, whether it's a divorce or whether it's something, you know, with the health of someone in the family or, you know, a loss of job or relocation. I mean, whatever it is, there are things that are very hard in yeah. life yeah. and they can feel like the end. Mm-hmm. But man, I was there. I felt like it was the end. And in that moment, 10 years ago, yeah. it did. It felt like the end. Yeah, It's not what I wanted. I didn't want my kids to grow up in two homes. You know, yeah. there was so much sadness in that. And I am so thankful for everything from then on and before I don't want to say but you know it's there's so much greatness that has come from what I thought was the end and so I think that's just something that regardless what anyone's going through have faith hold on keep taking those steps day by day even if they feel like the baby steps like you're just going to take a shower yeah (laughs) just take the shower and celebrate that and the next day you know maybe make your kids dinner (laughs) yeah yeah but you take those small steps and you can look back and be like, wow, you had a better plan for me than what I wanted, than what I thought I deserved. You know, life, life is so good. It really is. And God is so good. And that's what is just easy to look back and see, you know, how he played a hand in all of it. That was, that was like my point of, okay, I, I need to come back. I need to come back to what roots me. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I found that out, I, I remember driving one day and I just, when the Christian bookstore was still over on Prospect, yeah. yeah. I drove by it and I was like, I just, I feel like I need to go in there. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and it was like this, this peace just came over me. Yeah. And I just felt like that's where I needed to be. Um, and the woman, <laughs> the woman I was getting ready to check out cause I had, I had stayed there for about an hour or so just looking, looking for some books just to help kind of process what had been going on. Yeah, absolutely. And the woman working the desk stopped what she was doing and literally just 
stood and prayed with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I, I still get emotional about this, but um, she just, she stopped and prayed with me. And I knew that I needed God back in my life and back yeah. in my marriage. And so yeah. that's where I kind of came back to Jesus after it being just a, a period of time that was quiet and spiritually. Um, yeah. Man, it, that, that relationship just took, took back off. Um, and with yeah. my husband and I, it took a lot, a lot of time. Um, you know, we, we were at the, at the verge of filing for divorce, um, mm-hmm. just because there were a lot of things that we couldn't overcome, couldn't yeah. get past the healing and just couldn't take place. Yeah. Um, so we were literally on the brink of divorce and we started a, uh, a coaching program, uh, through a Christian based company, which he didn't realize at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we started like life coaching and oh, okay. it really helped both of us to see each other's perspective, learn our love languages and mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. how to kind of heal through things, learn that we first and foremost needed to work on who we were individually before we could yeah. work on yeah. our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so over time, you know, it, it really, we, we healed and we forgave and, um, gosh, what was it? Three, four years ago, my husband went on a mission trip and gave his mm-hmm. life to Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. And so, so yeah, it's just, it's been a really beautiful journey and, you know, yeah. we, we still have valleys with our, uh, with our faith and, you know, we're just feeling like God's kind of quiet. Um, but, but yeah, I, Wow. It's, been, it's been a journey. Wow. <laughs> what an amazing story. So the coaching that you did was ju- was just like a like a course that you both took together and was it kind of like an online type thing or you know physical class type yeah. thing? So it's a company uh, it's called Life and Air and the founder actually wrote a book um, and we both read the book and it was literally talking about how people are trained growing up that like we we build we build a business or we we build a career and then our life just kind of falls into place around that Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. life and air kind of teaches the opposite like we want to create a life and then create a career and a business that we can put like put around our life so family comes first relationships come first that kind of stuff not not business yeah and so we, we went to a, like a three day, it's called a three day getaway, um, uh-huh. where they really focus on you creating a vision for your life. And it's not, not a vision for your business or anything like that, but like what your vision is for your life and the different elements, like, you know, hobbies and spiritual and parenting, like all of this stuff. Okay. You plug into a vision and you create what you want yeah. things to look like. Yeah. And so we went to this three day getaway and, uh, we're just like this, we, we drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> because we, we were both just like, this is what we need. Like yeah, we need yeah. because they focus so heavily on relationships and making sure that that, that was solid first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So we, we ended up signing up for a mastermind coaching. So we had two coaches and then we would meet, um, every three months all different places around the United States in a mastermind type group with um, 15 other couples. Oh, okay. So it's kind of the where you, you bring your issues that you're having and you're struggling with to the group. So you've mm-hmm. created like a very safe space where people can be open and honest. And mm-hmm. you bring your issues to the group and your group kind of helps coach you okay. and give you ideas. And 
Um, so yeah, very, very much life focused and spiritually focused and, um, just, I, if, if you haven't done life coaching before, it's, (laughs) it's great. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like it was just really that, that turning point that God used in your personal life, but also in your like individually, but also in your relationship for you to both have that vision and then be able to move forward from that. So, yeah, yeah. So, as far as your faith journey, at what point do you say that you recognized God, that you made that relationship with Him? with Jesus personal to you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience? So I guess, uh, you know, you know, around seven years ago, you know, I was having, uh, you know, a hard time, personal hard time. And I did look, uh, you know, towards the church and, and I did start going to, you know, church with the family. And, and, you know, I started, praying and I actually uh um really found out that uh you know I've always heard about the power of prayer but I'd never understood what that meant but I I could see uh you know Jesus start working in my life and um and I, I felt like every time I I prayed uh that I had you know a better calmness um so so I really felt like the you know, the, the, the power of, you know, prayer really, really, uh, is real. And so, so that, that kind of started you know, the, the, the faith journey and then, um, going to church, you know, we were going to, you know, one church and, and I, I liked it at sometimes, you know, but it's, it's always, I always felt like, uh, I always enjoyed church more when I, when I got a message of it, like when I felt like they were, you know, like when it was, you know, when I could relate to it. And so we, we did start going to a, a different church and and the pastor there, I could really relate to the, uh, the pastor of the church that we go to now. And he's just really easygoing down the earth and, and, uh, and he's just a really good guy. And I, and I can just really appreciate that. And I, I like his, his messages, you know, and just to see that, you know, uh, that, that, you know, that his messages, you know, affect my life. And so I just really enjoy that right now. So he, so he was able to take scripture and share parts of his personal journey and incorporate scripture into that. And so it made it more impactful for you because then you could take those things and they would relate to your life. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm I'm a simple guy, so anytime a preacher can put stuff in layman's term, that is, uh, I am all about that. <laughs> I think we all are, sweetie. <laughs> so, what do you think? What What's your life look like now? So, you were talking about this, you know, really difficult time in your life, and um, when you would pray, I do remember that you would experience this peace that. And it says in scripture that he will offer you the peace that passes all understanding. And I think that, that was something that was really big for you. Um, can you explain just a little bit about what that 
peace actually felt like. And, and I, I believe that that was the moment that you felt like it was real because there was this peace. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the anxieties and, you know, depressions that I've felt, uh, during this, this time, you know, I, every time I felt like that, I, I would pray and I just felt, you know, felt better. Uh, a lot of times, you know, at night when I couldn't sleep, you know, I would start praying and literally just fall asleep while praying. So, so I really felt that, that, uh, you know, that it is the, the peace that passes over. Um, and then, you know, also just going, you know, to the church now, I can also open up my eyes and see that there is, you know, uh, darkness out there and that there is, you know, basically a struggle between uh, good and evil out there. It, it, it's more relevant when you just basically uh, open your eyes and and just realize what's going out there, you know, whether it's, uh, you know... Um, temptations or, you know, whatever struggles you're going through, you know, I, I do think that there is a darkness out there, uh, for sure, a, a struggle. Yeah. And it says very clearly in, in scripture that there is an unseen battle. We, we can't see it with our eyes, but there is a constant battle between the enemy, Satan and, and God. And the fact that, um, there is always, you know, the enemy's always at work in our lives. And, and as you're saying that now, because of the Holy Spirit, because of you inviting Jesus into your life, that your eyes are opened in a completely different way on just the enemy and, and some of his tactics. So um, one of the really cool things that I think that um, you've done is you got this amazing tattoo uh, on your arm and part of your back. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that tattoo is and what it represents to you. Yeah, so it's literally the the armor of God and so I have the the soldier on my back and he's loaded up with with the armor of God with the uh, you know with the the belt of truth the belt and of truth the and shield and the sword of the spirit and so all of those pieces of the armor are representative and they're even the words are right there on each piece. Yeah, and and I chose it on my back as far as, you know, Jesus having my back and then then it has the the flaming arrows that literally wrap around my arm all the way to my back and that that represents the the darkness, you know, the the flaming aerial arrows is is the darkness coming at you and and you're loaded up with the armor of God to protect you from, you know, this darkness coming at you. And so, so these arrows, you know, they, they represent really anything, whether they represent, you know, uh, you know, a, a coworker that you can't get along with, or, you know, somebody that's, you know, always, um, you know, talking about you or, you know, bringing you down or, you know, negativity or, you know, the temptations or whatever. I mean, those arrows can really represent, you know, anything in your life and that that's not good, you know, so, so, so I really do in, enjoy that. I just, I just really, uh, you know, be honest with you, that just gives me a sense of peace too, you know, just to have an actual, you know, armor God on, on my back and, and know that those, uh, you know, those flaming arrows are coming at you all the time, you know, and you just got to know how 
to defend yourself with the, you know, the spiritual warfare that's out there. And right before I left, I was out working in Oklahoma and we were spraying my, one of my dear friends, Sharon, she's like, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. Mm. Um, we don't know why, we don't know what yet, yeah. but yeah. you're supposed to be doing this. And yeah. I remember staying in her kitchen and she prayed over me before I left and Aww. I just, you're right. I don't know. I don't know why I'm supposed to be doing it, but I know that whatever it is, yeah. I'll follow you. Yeah. Yeah. And what, uh, what a wonderful experience to have someone just pray over you before such a big yeah. encounter that way. And just to know that you aren't alone. Like, even though you were isolated for that time, you couldn't have any contact with the quote unquote outside world. Yeah. yeah. You weren't alone. Right. That Jesus was right there with you in that hotel room as you were trying to recover from the day's work. Or yes. he was right there with you in the middle of that competition and he was showing you what the next step was going to be. And I, I love, that's one thing that I, I've watched the show before, even before this season and Scott and I, my husband, we really enjoy watching it because it's, it's so positive and everyone is, you can just see that there's no backbiting or any of that kind of stuff. It's like they genuinely support each other and they want to come alongside and cheer each other on and even if you happen to be the person that doesn't make it through for the next week, like they love on you and, and you're still part of the family. And, and I think, I mean, we need more positivity like that. Yes. There's not enough of it out there. So, yes. Um, what did that feel like going all the way out to LA? Obviously you're alone. You, Mm -hmm. you're meeting these new people, different walks of life, different, um, places geography you know in the geography what was that like just connecting together and did you feel like an immediate connection with these people or was it something that just kind of has grown because of your experiences uh yeah that's a great question so Phil he does amazing at finding these people um I always I knew going out that it's tough as nails so these people have to be tough yeah yeah um now I didn't realize that not only are they tough they have an awesome story, they have an awesome job, and their hearts are massive. Yeah, so yeah. that, for Phil to find 12 amazing, amazing people is yeah. just yeah amazing in itself. And Phil's the host of yes, the show. Yes, Phil okay. is the host. It's his show. Okay. Um, it's like his baby that he Aww, grew. Yeah. Um, but I remember the morning that they let us see everybody, mm-hmm. and I was looking around, and I am by far the smallest um, on this season, yeah. and I'm so like, so do you mind sharing like how tall you are? Yeah, and what you're. I'm I am five two. I'm 108 pounds. Oh my gosh, I'm small. Yeah, um, yeah. So people look at you and they're kind of like, I don't know if that's toughest nails yeah. package. You yeah. know, what I mean, is she on the right show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I remember looking around at my competitors, quote quote, and thinking, okay. Yeah, they're bigger than me, but I never was scared or yeah. I yeah. was just like, hey, I know what I can do and I'm going to give it my all and I hope they give it their all so we can make this fair. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started like kind of getting their personalities where I was like, you guys are such 
huge hearts. Yeah. To this day, we talk daily. Oh my We're gosh. on a big group chat. They're oh. amazing inside and out. And yeah. honestly, they've, um, I don't want to say like changed my life, but they have, they have changed my life as in I have them forever. They're yeah. like a big support. It's like another whole family. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, if you're down, they're going to boost you right back up. Right, um, right. Which is amazing. We all got along. We all um, realized that hey, we're not in. We're we're here for five weeks, and this is who we have. And let's compete, but yeah. we also our love and drive for. I think like America and for others and influence other people and teaching yeah. them like hey, you can do this. Like yeah. Alfie, he has a um, an amazing story. He. Um, actually would sell cocaine Mm. went to prison for 15 years found the lord yeah and he i mean oh my he would we would talk jesus and he would be Mm. if you can turn your life around from such a dark place yeah and i'm like that's where i realized like i didn't have it very um hard i didn't have it very easy i didn't have very hard but i there's other people that are way worse than me, and yeah. I don't take my life for granted. Yeah. Well, and the beauty is that everyone has a story. Yeah. And just because our story might not look like theirs, there's beauty in all of it, and there's significance in all of it. And God can use your story, can use his story, and that's that. That's what I just think connects all of us is the fact that God is right there. He's yep. right in the midst of it. And that was one thing on Sundays we they let us have a our own little church, oh, and we yeah. had this motel yeah. patio outside, and yeah. Hanger would bring his harmonica, and <laughs> oh that would gosh. be our song. Oh, I love it. And and we would have our Bibles and talk about um, yeah. someone. We would one of us would lead, and yeah. um, it was awesome. And yeah. just knowing like. That's how we connect. It's, it was, it was, um, it was awesome. And I had kind of taken it off of God, you know, for Mm. taking care of me and I was looking to him. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I was putting all of this, this focus on, on this, this treatment with him and, he had kind of, you know, and me and my mom, my mom has been, you know, through this journey with me and, and praying with me about a lot of stuff. And we were talking one day and she's like, I truly believe that God is wanting you to stop all of those supplements. He's wanting you to stop going to him mm. and trust in him. Mm. You are, you are looking to other things, you know, yeah. to, to, to take care of all of this. Right. And right. you're not looking to me. I am the one who is going to get, you know, to, to heal your body, to take care of all of this. Right. You've got to stop looking at other things to, to be the fix all for, for everything going on with you. Mm. And so I immediately stopped all of my supplements, started, stopped everything that he, you know, had put me on. Mm-hmm. And that is when I took a step of faith and I started eating all of the food sensitivity foods again. And I started like, that's when I truly just took that complete step in God. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing, you know, any functional medicine person. I wasn't on any supplements I was just completely solely just like looking to God for yeah. this complete healing. And I was like, yeah. okay, God, I am not going to look to anything else for yeah. my healing. I am looking to you now. I'm not going to turn to anything else. Right. You are right. who I'm looking to and I'm trusting in. 
And that was a huge step in my walk with God was just, you know, I, w- I was constantly looking to other things. And I yeah. finally just said no more, right. no more, you know. So what did that look like when you just decided to just, you know, turn away from a lot of these things that you were putting your hope in and just turn to him? Did did you start to see physical diff, you know, physical changes, or what? What did that look like for you? Well, I, you know, I kind of had, you know, like, and my mom agreed with me. She's like, I believe that God is, you know, has healed your body, and, you know, you don't need to be, you know, afraid anymore. You don't, you don't need to watch what you're eating. Just eat like normal, mm-hmm. and all of the things. And I guess I just had this in my head that it was just going to be like. And immediately, like, healing, like, everything was just going to be gone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. You know, right. I'm like, well, God has spoke healing over me. You know, all of these symptoms are going to be gone. And then they didn't go away, you know, and they were still continuing on. And I'm like, okay, God, did, did I hear you? <laughs> did I hear this right? Like, yeah. you know, why, yeah. why do I still feel, you know, all of these things? And I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then that was me, you know, just that's when I really had to look to him and I had to step out in faith because Mm -hmm. it's easy Mm -hmm. to, to have faith when you see all of the things going away. Right. But when you know that God has spoke healing over you and you know, you know what he's trying to do in you, but then you still Mm -hmm. don't, you know, when Mm -hmm. you still see all of the symptoms there, you know, it's, it takes a lot of faith to, to, even though you don't see you know, the you healing take it. place mm-hmm. to really step out and just really, truly believe that it has taken place and live your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing's wrong. Right. <laughs> Was a huge, huge step in my walk with God and something that I, I had to continue to work at Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I would see the symptoms there and, and, and I would still, you know, no, God, I am healed. I am completely made whole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I would just have to keep, you know, reminding myself And, um, and so it was, as I started having like the food brought back into, you know, as I started eating things again, um, in the beginning, like if I ate anything, I remember one night I made, uh, a pesto pizza with, with an almond flour crust. Mm -hmm. I had such horrible symptoms after eating that because they were part of my food sensitivity things. Oh, and it spiraled down like a week's worth of like horrible symptoms. Mm. And, um, like my heart racing and just all kinds of, of flare ups and, and issues. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, you know, just from eating stuff off of my food sensitivity list, you know, when I had the testing done. And so, you know, stepping out this time and, and starting to eat the foods again, I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, because I was, you know, I remember the other times, you know, when I would try to incorporate something back in and then it would flare up like all of these things. And so I was just like, nope, I am going to step out in faith and I'm going to do this. And, you know, and none of those kind of things happened. You know, they were very supportive, um, which I really appreciated because this meant, you know, four of their grandchildren yeah. leaving town. Oh, I know. And oh, as a grandma. They don't care if I leave town. They, <laughs> yeah. they joke that they're fine if I leave. They were sad to lose Kelly and the kids. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, <laughs> they did. And, and my dad especially since he he was about, I don't know, 14 or 15, 
when mm-hmm. when they when their family helped start a new church and um I think he was excited for us to experience that and mm-hmm. so th- their support was a big piece of the confirmation for me to know yeah. like you know I I really lean on my parents wisdom a lot and they had no hesitancy no concerns no yeah, warnings yeah. like they were just you know, mm-hmm. excited for us and and proud of us and and yeah. and so that and and Kelly's parents the same way, you know, oh, and that was a big great. deal to. You know, we weren't two young twenty three year olds straight out of college going out on adventure. We had we had four kids and we're pretty rooted and yeah, and yeah. so, but all along the way through our parents and through other relationships through through pastor friends I had at the at my home church, their support there was just no. No one along the way was like, mm, I don't know if you should do this. You right, know? right. And no was, red flags. Yeah, or, and, mm-hmm. and there are times in life where we have to step out in oh, faith yeah. when it looks really crazy or right. something. But, but it was good for us to to have that support, to feel like we were being sent out. Yeah. It was kind of an answer to prayer for me, you know, yeah. To, to, yeah. to go do this. So, so. A lot of the times on the podcast, uh, we talk about how God speaks to us hmm. and what we do when he speaks to us, what that looks like in, in our life. Yeah. And, and clearly, you heard crystal clear from him, and you acted on that. Yeah. Your, you, your whole family did. What does that look like in your life when you hear from God? It, it, it's, yeah. you know, is that just something that just continues to resonate in your heart and you mm-hmm. can't get rid of the thought? Or what does that look like for you? I always yeah. find it fascinating because God speaks to each of us in a unique way. Yeah, he does. He does. And I think, you know, I, I know in my mind that there are certain ways God speaks to people. I've only, but I haven't experienced all of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, I, I love his word. You know, I just mm-hmm, feel like, mm-hmm. you know, as my kids are getting older, they, they'll ask questions, you know, how come we can't hear God's voice? And, mm. and I remind them that, you know, that's, that's what the word is. Like he's given us his word, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and talk to them about, you know, his spirits with us. And, you know, yeah. Hey, you remember this situation at school the other day, buddy, when you felt this on your heart, like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the spirit of God, you know, nudging you towards something. Right. And I, I know he speaks to us through his people too. So like for this experience, you know, um, I, I knew it aligned with God's word mm-hmm. to go help with a church plant, like <laughs> you know. Right, right, um, right. But one of the ways he sp- he really spoke to me was through just an image he gave my wife. Mm. You know, because she was you know, a lot of people use you know, use the, the story of the Old Testament about laying out your fleece. And mm-hmm. and so my wife was kind of that for me, like, Lord, if, the, if you really want us to do this, I need you to really set this on Kelly's heart. And yeah, and I always joke, but it's true, just her faith is stronger than mine. Mm. And we were right in the middle of praying through whether to come up here or not. And mm-hmm. we never felt like God was saying, do this, and if you don't, you're disobedient. You right. know, it was more... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of his spirit just encouraging us. And so yeah. we had gone, we were out of town for a getaway with our family down in Tennessee in this, this hotel we were in had this little indoor water slide for kids. And, and mm-hmm. one of my sons just didn't want to go down. It was just scared of it. Mm-hmm. And so the first couple of days he hung out with me in the hot tub. Yeah. And, and 
and I kept telling him, hey, buddy, you know, I'm not going to make you go down that slide, but trust me, if you do, I promise you'll love it. Yeah. I promise you'll be so glad oh, you did. You know, yeah. well, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And so we were back home. It was getting to where we really needed to give Jason and Lacey, you know, hey, we're going to do this or hey, we're not going to do this, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we put the kids to bed and I just remember Kelly came out and just with tears in her eyes kind of just said, hey, I th- the father's not going to make us go down the slide, but he's saying, but if you do, I promise you, you'll be glad oh, you did. You know, that totally, yeah, that gives me chills. Yeah. And it was, he just oh, spoke to beautiful. us through our kids yeah. and through my wife and just through a simple experience in life. Yeah. And he just pressed that on her heart yeah. and it was, it was the perfect picture I needed in that moment. Cause I was afraid of being disobedient. Like, mm-hmm. is it disobedient mm-hmm. to go? I'll be disobedient to stay, you know? Yeah. And I, I was wrongly picturing God like pointing a finger at me saying, you need to you know, do this or you're disobeying me, you know? Right, right. And she just reminded me of the father's heart and his love mm-hmm. of like, you know what? If you stay, serve me. Yeah. If you stay home, just continue to serve me. But trust me, you, you know, you're going to be glad you did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And because my son, once he went down the slide, that's, oh, that's it was all probably, he did. The rest he, of I was going to say he probably like couldn't <laughs> yeah. get him off the slide. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, four and a half years in, we look back and we're just so thankful he was, you know, gentle with us and yeah. encouraged us in that way. The the tendency to just um, put on a face and when really we could be showing people like, hey, I might not have it all together. I don't have it all together, but like he has me and that yeah. that brings me together every day. Um, and that was so cool. And she challenged us. She didn't let us like sit with that and process it and say, oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. And then go to the next worship set. She said, you're going to find a group of two to three around you and you're going to confess to each other like something that's that's on your heart that you're struggling with. And she said wow. something that like hit me because I was yeah. like, she knows. <laughs> she was like, not the easy one, not the gossip, not the one that you want to tell people, not the one that comes up that you're like, oh, I could keep this one back. But this one is more like, you know, it's cooler to be struggling with that sin or like more people I feel like, like image or like things like that. She was like, pick the one that hurts. Pick the one that you can't get rid of and you need to tell them. And when that happened, the sun came through and shone on groups of kids, youth, telling their their people that they came with, people that they don't even know, like confessing their sin. And like, it was just so evident that God was there and like moving and like changing lives, like giving accountability partners, having people come together and share things about themselves that they've never shared with anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like the freedom that you could see in these, in in everybody around me, it was liberating, like freedom. Like that's literally all I could describe it as. Like it was so evident. And that message just changed everything Mm because she wouldn't let us sit in it. Yeah. Like she wouldn't let us openly and like closed earedly hear what she had to say and be like, that was good. She made us move and that changed things. What was that like for you to share something so personal with someone Mm -hmm. possibly that you've never met before? And then also to hear something Mm -hmm. so personal from that, you know, some, someone you've never met before. What was that experience like? I mean, the, you mentioned the word freedom. Yeah. I, I can imagine how those words probably didn't want to come yeah. 
off your lips. But when they did, Mm -hmm. it probably felt like a weight just completely came off. Yeah. Well, the enemy's mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And when we keep things um, in the dark, Mm -hmm. I had a professor that said, secrets keep you sick. And it's like... Yeah. It, you you never even know mm-hmm. the feeling, but you're scared. It, there's so much shame and guilt that he, like the enemy puts in your brain to yep. keep you from being honest. Yeah. When literally it's so, it, I can't even describe the feeling that you mm-hmm. feel when you get that off your chest because you yeah. don't even know how much weight you're carrying until you're not carrying it anymore. Yep, you don't. And when you're telling people, I feel like another thing, another worry is like, well, I don't want to put that burden on them. I don't, it's not. Yeah. Putting that out there is putting the burden back where it belongs, which is on God's shoulders because he can carry it. Yeah. And we're not meant to carry things that yeah. heavy. And yeah. it, you just feel lighter. And mm. and also, like, you're bonded with that person. Like, yeah. even if you don't know them, even if they're from a school in Mississippi, which the girl that I shared with was, mm-hmm. um, like, you you never know. Like, the friendship and the, the bond for eternity that that just, yeah. that just linked you with that person because you were honest yeah. And it, it's never, sin isn't something that we were ever supposed to carry, but unfortunately we do. Yeah. Um, but having another person to link arms with you and say like, I see you exactly for who you are mm-hmm. and I love you yeah. just, just how you are, just like God does. And I'm willing to walk this journey with you mm-hmm. towards reconciliation of that and redemption from that because that's what he brings. Yeah. And that was so amazing. What a powerful, I mean, what a powerful moment yeah just to think that whole room of fifty five thousand yeah. people are turning to someone on their left or their right yeah and they're sharing something so personal and then there's just that release and that yeah. freedom and it's like man enemy not today <laughs> no literally in your face you know yeah. i mean yeah. honestly it had to be very a very very sad day for him yeah well you know, <laughs> 55,000 people were let go from wow. things that they had been struggling with. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, just you could just see it. Incredible. I mean, honestly, like I, it makes, I'm a very emotional person yeah. and it makes me want to cry just thinking about yeah. that freedom. Yeah. I, I can't imagine like that room must have just been weeping. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. And from sadness, from keeping it down for so long, yeah. but also from grace oh yeah it's a tangible piece of mercy watching someone that could could take that and turn it against you and they don't they're just because they have something too to share and i just think about the ripple effect that that would have across campuses Mm because so often like it is a pressure to be a christian because it feels like you have to have you know it all together and we've got to pack it up for sunday and i heard Mm -hmm. someone say once that it's a dress rehearsal for heaven i'm like Mm -hmm. no we're missing it like If we were a place that said, like, I, hi, I'm Shelby, and here's my struggle, instead of, like, hi, I'm Shelby, and I used to have struggles. It's like, no, we, no. People, that would change things for people. Yeah. People yeah. are, people need vulnerability and yeah, honesty, and, yeah. and we've got to be yeah. that as a church. And I think that really empowered us, like, feel how you feel right now and understand the depth of faith that you just leapt into because of the freedom from sin that you just confessed and imagine what that would be like for people who don't know him yet. Yeah. So through, through this journey, um, what do you know about God now 
that you did not know about him, let's even say on your birthday in 2021, because you've had a pretty, you've had a journey with him through, through the years. Clearly he's been with you. Clearly he has purpose for you. In that short time, just since October 16th, your birthday to here we are, February, um, what do you know about God in this journey that you did not know about him before? Mm, that's tough. I know. There's <laughs> so much. <laughs> there is so much, and but then it's... Uh... One thing I know about that I've that I've learned about God is that because uh, there was a time there I thought, man, why are you doing this to me? What did mm. what did I do? And He wasn't doing nothing to me but loving me the whole time. Yeah. And I thought I thought there was a you know everyone always says God loves everybody, God loves everybody, Jesus loves Jesus, and I'm like, there's times I'm like, bold, you know? Right, right. Not true. Right. <laughs> you know, not true. And when I finally just let it go, yeah. I'm the, okay, here I am. And yeah. he's like, finally, you know? Mm-hmm. And I learned that it wasn't him being hard on me. It was, I think he was teaching me. I think it was just, I think I needed to go through everything I went through to be the person I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think since everything's done a 180 it's like that was the time he was like okay now now i've put you through all this now it's time for you to go do what you're supposed to do and maybe i don't know what that completely is yet um i've really really found a passion and just just spreading the love you know just being positive with people and helpful and 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 uh, you know, better to give than to receive kind of deal maybe, but I just, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody no, you know what I mean? Like I'm there for, for anyone and um, I've really learned to forgive a lot mm-hmm. uh, and I learned that those that I have forgiven uh, that I don't even have to tell them mm. no. Yeah. And I think there, you know, if there's anyone out there that feels I owe them an apology or something for them to uh, forgive me for something I did, which I, I was never bad to people. I think I was mostly bad to myself. Mm. And, um, but I want them to know too that you, you know, you can find peace in forgiving me if, they, if that's a thing without talking to me you know you need, if you're hearing me or anything understand that you know I love everybody I really do even even those that jeopardize, jeopardize me and threaten me and, and I have you know, we can go on for days but yeah. Um, yeah. I forgive them and my, I have so much peace now and mm. that's awesome things are just, and it doesn't seem like a long time but it really kind of feels like it like, yeah. So, yeah. Know, October 16th. Yeah. The day I'll never forget, you know, and it's just yeah. literally just been better and better and better and better in my life since then. Yeah. For everyone around me. And it, and, yeah. it, and I proved myself right that if I can get myself better, it will all just start falling in, in place. How beautiful 
of a story that you have just the fact that it was actually your birthday like it was it was your physical birthday when you yeah, made almost, that decision. almost like my birth time i was born at like 10 48 p.m and mm -hmm. this happened late night after dinner at a teppanyaki restaurant it's yeah. almost like the time i was born yeah yeah i mean isn't that that's such a beautiful story in so many different ways just how god used that actually on your birthday to just be that that point where you decided to make that change and and look at all of the things that you've done to grow closer to him in that time frame and i, I mean i just i think that's really beautiful oh, yeah i had a it was my breaking point for sure and my turning point and uh yeah i'm almost grateful for it oh absolutely in a absolutely. sense i mean i probably you know scared everyone in the house <laughs> and everything but which i felt terrible but um i've wrong i've i've righted my wrongs and yeah uh, yeah yeah me and my me and my god jesus we're best friends right now yeah. so yep keep it that way that's only going to continue yep there's no other bet there is literally no one that will be a better friend i mm -hmm. i i can yep. tell you just in my experience so a lot of the times on the podcast we talk about um how jesus uh communicates with us because he communicates with us daily and everyone has a different way that he communicates um the Don't way that the way that he talks to me, I'm a very visual person. So that's where the name of the podcast comes from is yeah. with Meredith, because he speaks to me through visions and he shows me different things when I'm out running or in nature. And he tells me so much about myself or who he is through these visual things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not the way he talks to everyone because we are all created in his image, but so uniquely different. So how does God speak to you and what does that look like in your life? So I think I, I and I've thought about this question too, because I know you like, I've been listening. So oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> mine is 100% when I feel him the most is worship time. Oh, Yeah at my church and i know you're big on worship i actually got oh. my uh, brandon lake hat ah there you go i and yeah. fyi did you know i'm i'm on our uh, worship team at our local church so yeah oh that is amazing yeah it's I'm almost on. like me i'm like i'm like i'm gonna be on that stage one day man <laughs> <laughs> you know? but uh, i love our worship team and i really oh. like when i'm when i'm out on my uh my ruts or my runs or anything yeah. you know i'll listen to a podcast and then when it's over i go straight into my my playlist yep yeah. and i finish it up with worship i've um, really been trying the 15 minute uh devotion every day uh, my yeah. wife's on it um where it's five minute prayer five minute worship five minute bible okay okay and, and it's just 15 minutes yeah. and trying to trying to do that every day and uh the worship i mean mm -hmm. music moves people mm 